Hey guys, this is Trevor Probant. It is the Land Investing Dirt Road to Wealth podcast. I'm going to do a very quick hitter today. Today is Friday and the 9th of uh, September. It's been a hell of a week for me, moving personal residence and a bunch of stuff. But what I wanted to talk about today is your silence and what that means in negotiations. And what I'm talking about is when you talk to a potential seller or a seller and you make your offer, we're going to talk about the value of simply walking away. Okay. And we just got to a verbal agreement today on a property that is going to be $600,000 below their asking price, and it's still going to be a fantastic rate of return. Also, I'm just about closed out on a deal that we got for $900,000 less than, so $1.3 million in from their asking price on just two deals by simply shutting up. So anyway, we've all been there, especially with listed properties where we talk about so-and-so, um, you know, you come in and negotiate with a seller, especially in the past couple of years. Uh, you know, they're the best land and the prettiest properties, and everyone is all, you know, their land is the best, and the broker won't take a dime less than asking. That is not always true, uh, especially as you get into the larger properties, multimillion-dollar properties. Realize that when you make an offer and you do it based on your numbers and your desired rate of return, that's all that matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing. So, the whole reason that we buy real estate is for a desired rate of return, whether that's short-term, long-term, whatever that is, right? It's just a vehicle. It's a vehicle that we can pick and choose as far as our entrance price and hopefully our exit price. Obviously, the market does that. But then also what we want to do with that property to force appreciation. Because of that, and the ability to verbalize that to sellers and to brokers and to show them why you're offering what you're offering can literally make you millions of dollars. Okay? Just did that on two different deals, one today. Right? I'm going to say 400 bucks an acre on 1,200 acres. On a place that, you know, a lot of people would have never even made an offer because of the price point. Okay? When you make your offer and you're willing to walk, that then puts the ball into the seller's court. especially if you have a track record or you partner with someone who has a track record. When you can show them that, hey, we've done this many projects or we've done this many 
deals. And this is our lender, and this is our uh, team, and this is where we've done it, and, and everything else like this, that you they know that your offer, even though it's below what they're asking, is going to close. There's real tangible value to that. Okay? Whenever you do that, it's almost like money in the bank as soon as they sign that contract. Obviously, we've got contingencies in there and things like that. But that is what allows you to stick to your guns, first of all, when you make your offer, but then also explain to them why you're offering what you're offering. They may not like it, but if they're real sellers, there's a good chance that you're going to be able to get it done. So that kind of purchase price took a moderate deal into a great deal. So whenever you're talking or underwriting deals, don't forget that silence can make you millions. Okay? Have a great day. Wonderful weekend. Talk to you soon. Hey, guys. This is Trevor Probant. It is the Land Investing Dirt Road to Wealth podcast. Uh, We're going to, I'm sure you probably already know this, but we're going to go on a little bit of rant about where you're putting your money and where it's going and my hopeful plea and prayers for you. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Wall Street. Everyone knows about Wall Street, right? I highly suggest you read some books on what Wall Street was and and things like this, exchange of stocks on a corner in New York City. But what we're going to talk about is what it means to you, your 401k, you know, all these things, right? And the reason I don't like Wall Street. So, first of all, kind of why I choose not to invest, put my money, I'm not saying forever, but unless I get some inside information, (laughs) but the reason that Wall Street and the ability for the retail investor, the growth and the potential for growth is watered down right why is it watered down because most people can't read a full financial statement especially with these giant corporations Um, and because of that and people's inability to educate themselves and the desire to educate themselves has fed an entire machine of wealth management folks. Okay? And I get it. People are busy. People are busy with their jobs and families and things like this. 
and they want to use a forced uh, savings account called a 401k and their dreams of their employer matching up to 3% and be put into a well-diversified account such as Vanguard or any other, other wonderful funds out there. What you have done is you've taken your financial future and given it into the hands of others. And I want you to stop it. Okay? Doesn't have to be right now. Doesn't have to be today. But I want you to realize that your financial future is yours and yours alone. The government, your mom, your boss, anybody else like that, it's not their job to make sure that when shit hits the fan, you're not ready. Stop it. Stop putting your, yeah, your future in the hands of somebody else. And the politicians will give it to you, but they pull it right back out, right? Just like the student debt BS. If you're the one that took on the loans to go to some place, a high-priced place, and then you got a bunch of student loans for 20 years, it's your own damn fault. Okay? I don't care if you like that or not. It's the truth. Your financial future, your financial past is all on you. And that's awesome. Because when it's all on you, you get to make the decisions and you get to make the big shots. Which brings us right back to Wall Street. Wall Street allows retail investors, you and me, to invest in the most watered down, quote unquote, safe stocks available and assets available. Why do they do that? Because there's, well, depending of, you know, if you are going to go the diversified route with a diversified portfolio with equal, you know, or whatever percentage based on stocks and bonds and things like this, the whole reason they tell you that is because the upside is so damn low and the downside is so damn big, they wouldn't have anything else to sell. You got that right, boys and girls. I know, because I make other people money in real estate. Right? But what they're what the system is when it comes to Wall Street and pensions and retirement funds all this other stuff. Man, these guys were geniuses. They're like, listen, we'll force them to send money our way. We'll put it across a bunch of different stuff so they hopefully don't lose their asses. And we'll use big words and jargon where they won't understand. It'll make us look like we're super duper smart. And we'll market the piss out of it And we'll say, hey, we are the only game in town. Trust us. 
We're J.P. Morgan. We're Chase Bank. We're Bank of America. We're Wells Fargo. Right? Those are all names of people that started companies. Right, guys? What I want y'all to do is I want y'all to right now today realize that your financial future is based on you and nobody else. Not your wife, husband, cousin, whatever. And I want you to start learning about an asset class that you have complete and total control over when it comes to having inside trading. Okay? Here's the, the pros and the cons to real estate. I'm not just talking about land. Cons. It's not very liquid. Single family homes are more liquid. But when it comes to commercial real estate, when it comes to um, large multifamily deals, things like this, you have no, or the look, the timetable to get that sold and get your capital back out can be pretty darn lengthy. Okay? That right there puts a lot of people off. You can't just throw it back onto Wall Street on your Robinhood account and sell it. Okay? Just can't do it. With that said, the pros of real estate and the biggest pro is that you can know more about your particular property that you're buying, whether that's a skyscraper or a half-acre lot in Mojave County. You can know more about that particular lot, that particular building, and the financials of that, if it's a if it's a commercial building, or what the market's going for in that particular area than anyone else can. There are no quants. There are no super high-end Harvard Business School algorithms set up to tell you what that value of that property is and what buyers would be willing to sell or buy it at, right? That, plus, if you have a, is, is the main reason to invest in real estate, Right? You can inside trade legally, right? I can look at a house right across the next door. I can know that that house is worth 400000 but the wife and husband are about to go through a divorce, and they hate each other's guts. I can buy it for three hundred and ten tomorrow. I can't tell you that about Tesla stocks. I can't tell you that about the bond market. Right? That right there is what allows me, or that's what makes real estate the best investment in the world, in my opinion. Another reason, right? We can force appreciation on a particular asset. So not only can I buy it below market value. If it's a one and a half acre lot and it's got a small single family on it, I can do a subdivide and I can sell one. I can either sell 
the second half of that lot to a builder, or I can even come in, use that lot as collateral, and build a, another house right next door to it. I can take that house, I can add, you know, another bedroom to the backside. I can come in and do an update to the inside of it, make it worth $440,000, right? All of those things I cannot do in the stock market. I can't call up Elon and say, hey, bud, need a little cash. It's time to do a stock split. No, unless your name's Icon or Cohen or something like that. Not going to work that way. Okay? You don't have a control. You can't have inside information legally. And you can't force appreciation on your assets. Also tax benefits, deduction, you know, all these things like this. But those two things right there can make you millions and millions and millions of dollars. So if you're listening to this, you're still playing the stock market, right? I highly encourage you to learn about real estate. I highly encourage you to do a deep dive into whatever niche of real estate that is, whether that's land, whether that's apartments, whether that's houses, whether that is big commercial buildings, whether that's self-storage, whatever that is. It can be boat docks. I've got no idea. But, again, the key to it all is we understand that we have to take control of our financial futures. And the best way that I know how to do that is to know more than anyone else does about any asset that I'm buying. So, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And we will talk to you later. Thanks.